Well, hey there, everybody. Hello. Welcome. (laughs) My name is Jordan Reed. I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff, and we're married, and we kiss. We talk about anything spooky. We talk about urban legends. Ghosts who wear Docker's pleated khakis. Cryptozoology. A mothman or two who wear Docker's pleated khakis. Personal scary stories. About the one time I bought stain-resistant Dockers instead of pleated Dockers. And apparently Dockers. Today's episode is brought to you by Dockers. (laughs) Just kidding. Hi, everyone. Welcome aboard. Each week, Lindsay and I will both research a topic or topics, I guess, and bring them into each other and talk about them on the show for the very first time. Yeah, we have not shared our topics together yet. We pinky swear. <laughs> so we're listening with you. Hey, we sure are. We're, we're learning together. Lindsay, what did you think? Because this is coming out after the Super Bowl. What did you think about the Super Bowl? Um, I don't. I don't have anything to say. Yeah. I have no idea who's even in the Super Bowl. I think it's the Toronto shorts versus the Cleveland no. shirts. I know that's not true. I think that's true. It was a very good game. A lot of passing and a lot of sportsmanship. And a lot of um, people. Yeah. there. How many people were there? Like a, at least 100. About 100. I think. Let me check really quick. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like there were 125 people at, at least at the Super Bowl, Super Bowl number something or other. Go Super Bowl. Go Super Bowl, go Puppy Bowl, go Kitty Halftime, go Ferret Bowl, which is a new one. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> well, it. Last week we talked about, well, I brought like little short stories that are creepy to the table and I made you... I I had my super oh, cool game. Oh, you had a game. That Two out of the five were a little. Two out of the five questions were a little hard to get. Not hard to get through. Uh, let's just <laughs> it was say a tricky game. I fumbled twice because we're talking about the Super Bowl. Oh, sports! But then I intercepted sports throw, and then I caught the sports shape, and I ran it to the bigger shape where you stand with a point. Cool. Yep. <laughs> well, I started last week. Do you want to start this week? Let's dive right in. Okay. Okay. So. First, I would like to say thank you very much for the inspiration for this topic to our good buddy, Seth. Seth gave me a book called Haunted Ohio, and it's the third edition. We do not have the first or the second edition, or th- but third is the best? Third's the best one, and I believe, I that, I, I believe that there are, just for some, this is kind of going to go against the grain of the show, but I did some precursory Googling about these books, which is weird. Um, but I believe there are seven volumes and then there are other books related to spooky stories inside of Ohio. So I think aside from... You got some spooky Ohio stories? Spooky Ohio stories. So the Haunted Ohio series of books is a small series of books by Ohio author Chris Woodyard or Woodyard. Uh, I believe those are the only two pronunciations that would be possible. Chris Woodyard... Was born and she was born and raised in Columbus, Ohio, and I believe oh. she lives in Dayton now, but I don't know. All okay. I know is that she lives and works in Ohio. We're lucky to have her because she likes ghosts, and we like ghosts nice. as well. So this is from the third series, but the one thing I thought was funny, I'm just going to read it. It's in the introduction, and this is a this is from you know everything in the book is by Chris, and this is a quote which I thought this was cool. 
This is Chris Woodyard talking about reacting to certain ghosts and having a quote-unquote sixth sense to like be able to detect and feel ghosts. Okay. I've compared it to a dog who howls in pain at the whistle humans cannot hear. I feel something most people do not, and it deranges my nervous system. Ooh. So, Chris. Very creepy, Chris. Chris, if you're out there and you're listening, I'm sorry about your deranged nervous system. You can maybe go to the doctor. You can maybe, if you drink a lot of coffee, perhaps, that makes me nervous. You can, I don't know, maybe cut back on the coffee, I guess, or the caffeine if you're doing a lot of that. You're just not so nervous anymore. So, this book is separated into categories, and then within each category are series of smaller and smaller little spooky stories. Okay. That I believe are true. I don't know. I guess this all sort of depends on Molly's playing with her toy. Yeah, if you hear rustling around in the back, it's because Molly is whipping her stuffed plush raccoon toy around. Um, Ricky. She loves so, Ricky. She's having a blast today. <laughs> she does love Ricky. And um, we thought we would record right now because Molly was laying down, and which is par for the course. As soon as we start recording, Molly wants to play with Ricky or run around. So she is making little peeps and squeaks in the background, but she'll probably be asleep here in, I don't know, 10 minutes. Go show, <laughs> go show Ricky your bed. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so, moving on. so this is one of the last chapters in this book, and I didn't put two and two together right away because it's a play on words and this entire chapter is called high spirits okay like weed high or like see that's what i thought because the the tagline is high spirits ghosts who just want to have fun and at first i thought it was maybe girls just want to have fun but then it's the ghost ghost girls ghost girls just want to be bad i think is what it (laughs) says or what the lyrics to the actual song are but I didn't know that it was, it's sort of this idea of hearing ghosts and seeing spirits or, and stuff like that where they're maybe partying or they're at a party or they're, there's music going on or there's dancing or something like that. Okay. But I thought, oh, we're in high spirits because we're having fun, but then maybe spirits as well in terms of cocktails or liquor or booze, but then maybe there was also some illegal activity going on at these parties, so maybe they are high. Okay, well, what's the year that this is? These were all collected. Like, the, these are stories that were collected within the last 10 or 20 years. Okay, so they're recent stories. They're they're recent. Yeah, they, these are recent, recent happenings. And I believe that Chris Woodyard, Woodyard interviews people in and around Ohio. So these were, her, her idea was to collect certain stories or groups of stories from every single county in Ohio. But she was saying in the front of the book or in, in, the, in the beginning that, some of the stories that she collected just vanished on paper. Okay. Which is weird. Or maybe okay. <laughs> or maybe she never got them. Or maybe she wasn't writing them in the first place. Maybe so. But according to this book, Chris Woodyard went and interviewed people in and around Ohio. And these two stories that I have are from Dayton, Ohio. Okay. Let's hear them. Well, before the first story, there's a small tagline uh, under High Spirits, Ghosts Who Just Want to Have Fun. And then this tagline, why shouldn't ghosts just want to have fun? These ghosts are the life and soul of the party. Mm. <laughs> but it's scary. Scary, but fun. Scary, but fun. Okay. Okay. So the first story takes place in this restaurant in Dayton, Ohio. If there are any people in Dayton who are listening who know the Amber Rose restaurant, this takes place at the Amber Rose restaurant. The owner's name is Eleanor Sluza. Sluza? Sluza? I would I would hope it's Sluza, not Sluza. I think it's Sluza. 
Um, we'll go with that. <laughs> okay. Uh, and it's one of Dayton's most popular Eastern European restaurants. Okay. And at their location, they have a lot of poltergeist activity. Eleanor was saying that when some of her young employees would leave at night, they would come back in the morning with all these stories of stuff that they saw and stuff that they heard as they were, as they were like leaving the building and closing up the building. One of which is a vision of a girl with long black hair and a white dress, which I think as far as like visions go for spirits and stuff like that, I think it's mainly somebody, either a tall, a tall man wearing all black yeah. or a woman in a white dress. Yeah. That seems to always be that. So my question is, is everyone who has ever died and come back as a spirit died in all black clothes or a white gown? Or as soon as you pass over and you have the option to be a ghost, you're like, well, here's the downside. I mean, here's another chance for me to wear my wedding dress that I only wore one time. Oh, see, I didn't think about that. And paid all that money for. Yeah, they were very expensive. <laughs> uh, but I was thinking that maybe you had an option... Well, you can go back to Earth. No one will know you're there, which is nice. You don't have to like, you know, bother with the public and you don't need to be social. But you do have to wear this outfit all the time. And for women, it's the white gown. And for dudes, it's just they're just dressed in all black. Okay. I don't know. Maybe. I just don't know why that always happens. Well, if it was like back in the day, maybe back in the day, I could see them like as like tradition, maybe burying men in like black suits. Oh, and, like, sure. women in, like, nice, pretty floral or, like, white dresses. Like, something pretty kind of wedding-ish a little bit almost. So maybe, like, what they kind of got buried in is what... Maybe, like, in the future we'll start seeing, like, ghosts with, like, t-shirts and jeans on. That's what I was going to say. Like, <laughs> I wonder how how many years in the future, or one can only hope, weeks in the future, we see our first ghost wearing Jinko jeans. <laughs> or Jinko. Or kickwares or something. Or well, like, I don't think a lot of people were buried in Jinkos, though. Well, but maybe you never know. Maybe those were someone's favorite pants and like, bury me in my Jinkos, and it's their I, last I word. I wouldn't put it past people. So. Bury me in my uh, Jinko skunks, the khakis with the black stripe on the side. <laughs> Okay. How well, many Jinkos did you have? I had absolutely no pairs of Jinkos. Okay. I had five. Yeah. I, I think it was a guy <laughs> thing. I don't think a lot of girls wore Jinkos. There were there were girl specific Jinkos, but it was almost like jeans. If this is possible, Jinkos doing an impersonation of Jinkos. They were like ridiculously flared at the bottom with this swirly stripe on the side that was like mm. purple and iridescent. Like bell bottoms were a thing, but <laughs> like we didn't know. I didn't wear any Jinkos. These were extreme bell bottoms. Okay. I loved my Jinkos. Okay. Turns out if you have Jinkos, you can sell them on eBay for quite a bit of money, turns out. They love them. They, they love d- them overseas. In Japan is where both of my Jinkos went when I sold my Jinkos <laughs> as a 31 year old man. Okay, anyways, Eleanor was saying that her employees see a ghost standing in one of the windows at the very top okay and looking out and it's one of the daughters who a long 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 time ago there was a family in it and i do not know how to pronounce this last name it's the sizapolsky family okay sizapolsky sure sizapolsky sure the com one of the most common last names i think worldwide it was owned by sigmund sizapolsky or Sig, Sizapolsky, and he had six daughters and one son. And they, I believe, had a business on the first floor and then lived above their business. Okay, and As, that's the bar today. This is the exact same building, yes, but this this was a long time ago when Sig and the Sizapolskys lived there. Lived there, yeah. Yep. 
Eleanor is saying that, or says that, this ghost that they're seeing seems to be a friendly ghost. Although, like, there were things that were happening, like, plates would come crashing down on the kitchen floor. Music would come on when no one was around. Like, their their radio would just turn on, and music would be playing. Lights, this, this one specific light kept going off and on for no reason. So, obvious poltergeist activity, which we've discussed before, most paranormal things that happen, it is categorized as being poltergeist activity. Right. Uh, so we have music turning on for no reason, plates getting crushed, like typical Greek restaurants. Maybe Sisopolsky is a Greek last name. I'm not really sure. I mean, it sounds it Greekish. Sounds, it sounds Polish, though. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if that's like a Polish tradition because, or because in, in certain Greek restaurants or over in Greece, when they're celebrating, they smash plates. Yes. So maybe that's just like a typical Eastern European sort of thing. I don't really know. European ghosts. Europe, well, I think with the last name Sisopolsky, she's very European. And then she would often upstairs when she, which I think is now converted into like storage for the restaurant. Yeah. She would hear singing uh, and laughing upstairs. Okay. Well, that's a good sign. That means a happy ghost, at least. Unless they were singing like Megadeth. Unless they were singing Megadeth. And like mad. Or uh, Angel of Death. Or, or like what Slayer. Else? Slayer. Master of Puppets. <laughs> which then... That, that must be a pretty intelligent spirit, because how would they know that Metallica they... was going to release such a great song? I know. Uh, I don't know <laughs> I either. either. I don't know either. Uh, there was a um, some customers who were there, and they had a seven-year-old daughter, and she went to the bathroom and then like kind of wandered around the restaurant because she's seven and she was exploring. And she came back and asked Eleanor, right? Yeah, Eleanor, if the place was haunted or not. And Eleanor was like, well, why do you ask? And I guess the little girl, when she was wandering around upstairs, where she probably did not need to be wandering, but she was because she's seven, yeah. was hearing singing and laughing as well. So it wasn't just Eleanor who was hearing this stuff and her employees, like customers would often hear it as well. But she wasn't even startled at all? This no, seven-year-old girl? I think because, you know, you're young and you don't really understand, like, that's scary or whatever. I mean, may maybe she thought it was another kid and then she walked around and then it wasn't a kid. So I'm, yeah, I don't really know. Okay. I guess it goes back to the argument, like... When you're younger, can you not can you see or not see ghosts? Like when you're talking about dogs, if they can right. see ghosts or not. So maybe it was just young blissful ignorance when she didn't get scared of the ghosts. But she also heard polka music uh, playing as well, which I guess a seven year old girl is well versed in polka because being seven years old, she knew what polka was. Yeah, one of the best one of the best genres. <laughs> I always say, you know, I'm actually not being uh, I'm not exaggerating or being silly. I love polka. I think it's great. I don't. I mean, I like the idea of polka, but, like, I think I couldn't listen to it for a long time. No, neither could I. I mean, maybe, I, I think we might have, like, one or two polka records that my dad gave us. But I wouldn't, like, buy polka. I like it. I like polka as, like, a fan or, like, an outsider. I don't, like, you know, I'm not, I don't have a few polka playlists on my Google Play. Right. Yet. <laughs> yes. Who knows? Maybe listening to polka when you run is like the key to getting a really good mile time and not being super slow and feel like you're going to pass out every time. Polka uh, run. Polka run. Moving on. While Eleanor was shopping one day for the shop for ingredients and stuff like that, she ran into uh, a lady named Rose Losco, who was a daughter of Sigmund Sizopolsky. Okay. So she obviously, you know, remarried and took the last name Losco. But she right. ran into her at the grocery store and was saying, you know, people have been seeing... Molly. Um, she was, she, go put Ricky somewhere else. <laughs> that she had been seeing this little girl upstairs and 
Rose, the daughter of Sig Sizapolsky, Rose Losko, said that, oh yeah, that's Chicky. So like Rose already knew who this was. About the ghost. About upstairs. the ghost. Yes, Chicky. Chicky. And uh, I guess Rose was telling Eleanor that Chicky was the nickname for their for their her youngest sister. And Chicky was very active in the store they had. She loved it. She spent her life living above the store and never married. And I think just lived and died above the store. And hmm. her spirit, her apparition comes back as a young girl because maybe that's when. That's when she loved. That's it. when she loved the store the most, I guess. I don't know. I always think that's weird. Like, she was not a child when she died, but she came back as a kid. I always wonder that because, you know, a lot of people say that they hear children playing in haunted places. And it's like, I don't. And they always say, like, it could be a demon disguised as a child. Yeah. But I wonder if it could be, like, just someone that came back and was like, you know what? When I go to the other side like i want to come back as you know 14 year old me and not you know 85 year old me that died yeah because like, one maybe would you can come back at any age one would say that the the quality of your life when you're younger might be better i mean less joint trouble you want to run around all day you get to wear your jinkos and not be weird if i yeah. saw an 85 year old wearing jinkos it'd be well that seems strange <laughs> but if i saw a 14 year old wearing jinkos i might say well that seems strange but that's okay. It seems okay. Because <laughs> you're 14 years old. So that ghost that everyone was seeing or that spirit that everyone was seeing in the restaurant was Chicky. Chicky Sizapolsky. Okay. Nothing or nothing vicious or scary was going on, Eleanor was saying. She said that when everyone in the shop, employees and customers alike, would hear polka music or singing or even dishes falling, I guess. I don't know. She said that they felt this warm and fuzzy feeling almost. Even oh, though, so Chicky was a good a good ghost. Yeah, she uh, she equated it to feeling like there was an angel there as opposed to a spirit or a ghost. Right. But I don't know a lot of angels who like to break plates. But I guess maybe they like angels can be clumsy too. <laughs> yeah, maybe it wasn't out of out of malice. It was just out of her being clumsy and klutzy. She was fourteen, you know, maybe hand eye coordination. Just, you know, she's singing, dancing, throwing some plates around. And she can't control her kicky legs. I know. When she kicks it around all the time. Okay. So, the next small story in the thing is titled The Never-Ending Party. And it's mm. about this guy, John Campbell, who moved to Dayton to be the manager of the Dayton Country Club, the DCC, you know me, in 1980. <laughs> and when he was there... Can't kept, stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop, DCC. If any of our listeners frequent the DCC and just get lit 24-7, just let us know how crazy uh, a DCC party is. Because we've heard they don't quit. And according to this book... A DCC party don't quit. Anyways, <laughs> that was some cool slang I said. You guys can use it and say, tell people that you made it up if you'd like. John Campbell, who moved there specifically to be the manager of this country club, kept getting woken up at about 2 a.m. Uh, intermittently throughout the week. It wasn't every single day, but a couple days a week, he'd get woken up at 2 a.m. and said that he heard people singing and dancing and glasses clinking. Think like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. The, yeah. the That sort of... Like bar scene. Party soundscape. Yeah. But less creepy and less murdery. And also he didn't see anything. He just heard it. Yeah. But the the very first time he heard it, he was was thinking, oh, maybe our dishwashers are still downstairs because it's 2 a.m. They stayed late. Maybe there was, I don't know, they had mashed potatoes or something. It got real messy. So (laughs) So they were in the kitchen doing something. So he walked downstairs. There was no one there. No one in the kitchen and any of the dining rooms and any like in the bar area and any of the lounge areas. He talked to their security guard at the front door, and he said, I heard it too, yeah, but there's no one here. But I've heard it a few times before. The security guard has been working there for a while, much longer than John Campbell. 
But he kept hearing it every night. Uh, his girlfriend was staying over one night, and they both woke up, and they both heard it. And then another guy came in in 1983 to be the assistant manager, and his name is Phil Fazzo. Aw, Phil. Phil Fazzo. Um, you know good old Phil Fazzo. And he was hearing the exact same things, which drove Phil Fazzo to quit, because he didn't like ghost parties and stuff like that. Right. But I guess... There was this, yeah, this ongoing party, a running party at the Dayton Country Club where it was quite loud at around 2 a.m. on a few nights a week. You'd hear clinking and laughing and music that one of my favorite things about this sort of thing is like if there was a band playing or if it was maybe like a Victrola, depending on how old it was or records or something. The fact that not only can you hear people talking and them clinking their glasses and stuff like that, but that music people yeah. say to hear music. I think that's so, so neat. It is. Well, at least it was like a party scene, though, because it isn't so scary. I mean, well, yeah, it's, it's still not creepy, scary. but... Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's unnerving, but I would much rather hear people enjoying some, what, keeping their spirits high <laughs> and <laughs> drinking some libation uh, sure. <laughs> and hanging out rather than screaming and yelling or people, I don't know, yelling, I'm dead, I promise. But like... Yeah, hearing people having fun and stuff I think is really cool. Yeah. I'm not sure if I would be super scared. I think on a scale of 1 to 10, I mean, I'd be scared. Like, if I was by myself, scared. If I was with a buddy, I'd be curious. What if you and I were there together? I'd be curious. Cool. <laughs> You'd be a buddy that <laughs> would go with me. Yeah, a husband buddy. A husband buddy. Campbell ended up quitting and leaving. I don't know. You know, it, it doesn't say that. Uh, he got spooked and left, but maybe he just found another job somewhere else at He's the just over it. Toledo Country Club and not the Dayton Country Club. Maybe. The last two sentences in this small story, though, that Chris Woodyard added is, Do they hurry up the steps, ghostly jewels glittering and shirt studs flashing, to sip one last cocktail, dance one last spirited foxtrot? Question mark. Hmm. Chris, little Chris Woodyard for you. <laughs> little Chris Woodyard seasoning salt. Oh, boy. Well, those, well are my, those are my two little things. Nice. Those are cool little stories. They're in Dayton, Ohio? Those both happen in Dayton, Ohio. Okay, but so the one, the first story, that place is now a bar restaurant. Yeah, the Amber Rose Restaurant. And then the other place, that country club is still there? I think so. So I you could know. probably go visit these places, too. Maybe we'll have to take a road trip. I would love to go to the Amber Rose Restaurant and get a plate thrown at my face by a Jinko ghost. <laughs> Chicky. Chicky. Chicky the Jinko ghost. She's not a Jinko ghost. Chicky the kickwear ghost. Well, She's just clumsy. She could be the Zones ghost, the Lee Pipes, Silver Tab. What other cool jean brands were there? I don't know. There was just Levi's. And... Levi's, kickwear, Jinkos, Silver Tab, Zones, Pipes. There's Jordash. Jordash. Bugle Boy. Like, yeah. How soon before Bugle Boy starts coming back? And you... I don't know. Because, okay, so Champion came. Little, this yeah. is like... Welcome to Fashion Corner with Lindsay Jordan. <laughs> uh, Fila came back. Champion came back. Adidas was always there, but it came back stronger. Nike has continued to grow, but like yeah. those defunct brands from the early 90s. Bugle Boy, I bet you, any moment now, it's just going to drop. Bugle Boy is <laughs> going to crush. Like, every Urban Outfitter is going to implode because of all the Bugle Boy or Jordash. Or maybe Jordache. even Silver Tab. I see. I don't remember Silver Tab at all. Was I had that, to have a pair. Is that a boy thing too? It's just a cool jean thing. <laughs> you wore them if you were you wore them if you were like if you want if you like owned a skateboard 
but you couldn't ride it. Molly's trying to tell you that she has not owned any of these jeans, and now she's mad at us. I think Molly was crying to interrupt me to tell me that I was not cool, but I also own silver tab jeans <laughs> and too many jinkos. She's just keeping it real. Uh, yeah, we all got to get kept in check, I think. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, well, Molly. Well, maybe we'll take a short little music break. We're probably going to have to take Molly potty, and you can go potty too, yourself. <laughs> we'll be back in just a minute. Three. Two. One. Hey guys. Welcome back. Welcome back. I hope you like your little music. Okay, so I don't really have like a topic. Okay, so we're just going to talk about... But I have about... a game. Oh, cool. Okay. We're just going to talk about what we did today. No, I have a little bit of a game. Well, wait, what did we do today? Not much. Gym. <laughs> we did GBR. Gym, breakfast, relax. No, GBG. Gym, breakfast, groceries. Yeah. Cool. Well, see you later. Okay. Well, (laughs) so I have a little game for you, and it might be a little tricky, and you can ask questions, but I always think it's really fun to figure out creepy riddles. Oh, okay. All right. Good creepy riddles. So, uh, criddles, if you were, if 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 it is (laughs) criddles. So you have a big imagination, so I feel like you can figure these out. But they're they're pretty good. I like them. Okay. Okay. Well, are you ready for the first uh, one? It's the North Pole because everywhere you look is south and it's the polar bear. <laughs> no. Oh, all right. But close. Okay. So the first one I have is called Car Accident. Did you name it? Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> no, it was okay. already named. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if it doesn't involve a car, I'm going to be sad about it. <laughs> no, it does. Okay. Okay, so listen closely because you really need to pay attention to clues. Okay. Okay. All right. You ready? Yes. Okay. Two cars were involved in an accident in the center of town. The man who was driving the little green car had over overtaken a big black car. Okay. The driver had misjudged the distance between him and the oncoming traffic and had to swerve back in, causing the black car to swerve and crash into a shop window. When the occupants of the cars were examined by the police, everyone in the green car was okay. But in the black car, there was one man dead. However, the driver of the green car was not charged with manslaughter. Why? That's it? That's it. That's the riddle. Okay. Every Everyone in the green car was okay. Yes. That could be... I mean, couldn't that just be that one person? He was totally fine. Because, yeah. You know, but like maybe there's more... I don't know if that's relevant It just says when the occupants of the cars were examined so it could be one person in the green car it could have been two people in the green car but it's still why was the person driving the green car not charged with manslaughter for someone being dead in the other car i mean i have an answer but it's not that clever and cool it's because he didn't well because he didn't hit the guy the guy swerved and hit a store so he yeah i mean he caused the guy to swerve but he still caused the accident he wasn't charged with manslaughter because the guy driving the black car was already dead the whole time was a ghost. <laughs> because you can't die twice, which is the name of my new uh, scary movie that I'm making. You're close, but no, that's no. He was he was driving the car. He was driving the car. An alive man was driving the black car. The alive man who was driving the black car. It was a hearse, 
and the guy was already... Am I right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The black car was a hearse, and it was on its way to a funeral. So there Wait, was if, technically one dead person in but, the black car. Okay. But everybody else was okay. In the black car? Yeah. It just said that, however, the driver of the green car was not charged for manslaughter, but in the black car, one man was dead. It doesn't oh, say I did everybody it. in the black car was dead. That was I a good it. one. I did it. You really did a good job on that one. Do you think I'm, do I do need to open our front door and let everyone know how smart I am? <laughs> no, but okay, here's riddle number two. Hold on. What's, this one's a little trickier. Can I change my answer to one? <laughs> Why? You've already gotten the answer. <sighs> All right. I don't know if that was part of the riddle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, riddle number two. This one's called Ice Tea. <laughs> Not like the wrapper, but you oh. can. It could be the wrapper. Well, then let's pass like this the drink. One. Okay. Okay, ready? Yes, I'm ready. Two girls ate dinner together. They both ordered iced tea. Mm. One girl drank them very fast and had finished five in the time it took the other to drink just one. Jeez, Carol, slow down <laughs> on your iced teas. The girl who drank one died while the others survived. However, all of the drinks that were served turned out to contain poison. How did the girl who drank the most survive? Mm, because, Lindsay, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> well, that's just a common... Um, that's the old, what we refer to in the biz, in the forensics biz, or the switch-em-ups biz, as the old switch-em-up. No, that's all because... the drinks all the drinks turned out to contain poison. All yeah, of them that, had poison in it. That wasn't the switch em up. I have to tell you <laughs> what my switch em up is in the biz. Okay. It's she when she would go to drink uh one, two, three, four, or five drinks, she'd go, Oh, I hope you don't mind if I turn my head ninety degrees and drink them that way. And what she'd do is she'd you know, hold the glass up and pour it into her mouth or so the person sitting across from her thought. But she had her head turned to the side, so she was pouring it on her shoulder, you know, but it, like uh, optical illusion, it looked like she was pouring it into her mouth. But, well, that's a good guess, but it was confirmed that she actually drank five drinks and the other girl drank one. It's because when, like, if you really like iced tea and it is poisoned because in your heart you like You're it so much. You're just immune to it. <laughs> it's just that well it's not a laughing matter it's because the the power of love overcomes poison and that's just fact clinical science fact no that is not correct well can you check i mean can you check yeah i did already it's <laughs> not correct uh i don't know you can ask questions if you want okay how are you i'm great <laughs> these one of these girls is not I though because she died because she was had poison iced tea I don't know. She drank five of them? She drank five iced teas while the other girl just drank one. So she kind of Chris Farley gap-girled, like when he eats the french fries, all of her iced teas. And the other girl, Adam Sandler or David Spade, and just had the one. Sure. But the girl who drank only the one died, and they all had poison in them. Legitimately, my head's starting to hurt because I'm like really, really thinking about it. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Do I have you want no... the answer? Yeah, I want the answer. Okay, so riddle you this. Riddle me the thing for the answer. Listen to this creepy, spooky answer. <laughs> All right. Blow your socks off. Well, my socks are off. <laughs> okay, so the poison was in the ice. 
When the girl drank the iced tea, the ice was still fully frozen. Gradually, as the uh, ice cubes melted, the poison was released into the drink. So she chug-a-lugged before she the did. ice melted. She did. I mean, you could still do the exact same thing, but you don't need to have five. You could have still just had the one and just chugged it. Adding four is just kind of like showing off. Just have the one glass, you know? Just have the one glass. I know, but she, good thing she drank five because she would have been poisoned. Anyways, you you ready for another one? Just have the one glass. <laughs> you know? It's like, uh, well, if the ice cubes are poison, I get it. You're really mad about this riddle. She, she just, just take it for what it is. I mean, I, it was in the ice. It's I a riddle. It. Just have one glass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready for another one or is your brain melted? Scrambled. I'm... I'm ready for a third one. My brain is a little scrambled, but I think I can pull and it together. And remember, you can ask questions, too. I just didn't know what questions to ask. I was going to ask the question, like, well, what were they wearing? I was just trying to be funny, but, like, I'm trying to think of real questions. But <laughs> that one, quite honestly, was such a stumbler for me that I did not know what to ask. I mean, riddles are hard. I think riddles are really fun. I they love fun. riddles. And I tried to find ones that were kind of creepy. Ice cubes. Because they're kind of creepy. That was creepy. Okay. So this one's called Hotel Room. I love how, like, just blunt the names yeah, of these I mean, riddles like, are. They're not, they're not clever. Oh, the old the old riddle, Hotel Room. <laughs> hotel Room. This is the old riddle I have for you called Chair Outside. Okay, so this one's okay. This one is kind of one of those ones that you're like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. Good, great so setup. So get pretty stoked about I'm this st- one. I am stoked. A woman was in her hotel room when suddenly there was a knock on the door. Oh, is that why it's called Hotel Room? Yes. Oh, sweet. <laughs> She opened the door to see a man whom she had never seen before, and he said, I'm sorry, I have made a mistake. I thought this was my room. Then he went down the corridor to the elevator. The woman went back to her room and phoned security. Why was the woman so so suspicious? That's it? That's it. Well, I mean, maybe she was suspicious because you you have a key card to your room. You don't knock on your room door. Exactly. Yes! You got that one. Because the woman suspected... That if he really thought it was his room, he wouldn't have knocked on the door. Exactly. The man might have an intention to break in or steal something if no one was in the room. He knocked on the door to make sure no one was there. Weirdy. Yeah. Okay. Wait, but what would he have done if no one answered? He could. Then have he would him. have tried to break in. Oh, and then just like tried on her clothes. Steal and... their steal their stuff. Oh. <laughs> steal all that stuff. I stole your things. Okay, so I have one more. You okay. Ready for the last one. I think. I okay. hope I am. This is called Homicide Detective. Oh, because maybe there is a homicide detective. It's about detective. iced tea again. Oh, good. <laughs> it's just I really like iced tea. One girl had 55 it's about glasses. It's Arnold Palmer's. Mm. Okay, so Homicide Detective. Okay. A homicide detective is called to a crime scene. A man is lying dead in front of an abandoned building. It is believed that the man jumped out of the window off the abandoned building to commit suicide. Okay. The detective asks his team to collect evidence, and he heads towards the building. He goes up to the first floor towards the room that is on the front side of the building. Inside the room, he lights a cigarette, walks to the window facing the dead body, opens the window, and throws out the cigarette. Then he goes to the second floor and repeats the same process. He keeps doing the same thing till till he is done with all the floor, then takes the lift to the ground floor. Or the elevator. Yeah, 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 yeah. Upon reaching there, he informs the team that it is not a suicide, but a murder. How did he know it was not a suicide? 
Okay, legitimately, I'm already feeling scrambled. Yeah? How many floors were there to the building? He said, I think that, it doesn't really say. He said he goes to the first and to the second, and then he keeps doing the same thing till he's done with all the floors. So, so more than two. Yeah, it's a few. It doesn't say okay. how many floors. It's he, an abandoned building. It's an abandoned building. Okay. And the body is out front. On its stomach? Um, oh, a man is lying de- dead in front of an abandoned building. Oh, so he could be lying like, you know, like that restful statue of Bu- uh, Buddha in Thailand where it like has his <laughs> arm laid out. Like he could be posing. He's he just, might he's be just posing. laying there. So let's say he's laying there senior picture style with like your elbow on the ground and your hand on your head. Mm-hmm. But he's dead because he was murdered. He was throwing cigarettes onto his dead body, which... I mean, that's just That's rude. not really nice. No, it's <laughs> not. But he was just throwing cigarettes out. I out wonder if nose. he knew it was a murder the whole time and just went up and did that because he was like, well, maybe I can catch a shirt on fire. I wonder if this is just a game for me. <laughs> okay, because I need to ask questions. How old is the detective? I don't know. I mean, it doesn't cool. say, but let's just say that he's 42. 42. Yeah. Five o'clock shadow. He's been working for a while. Yeah. Uh, any visible scars or tattooing? Uh, no. He's, no. None of, none of either? No. <laughs> okay. Any non-visible scars or tattooing? <laughs> Maybe, but we don't know about those. That's a whole nother riddle of his personal life. On his calf, under his Levi jeans, there is a tattoo of a Tasmanian devil. Did he get it when he was at Geneva on the Lake? How did, how, how would you even, how would you even understand that that's a murder? Well, was there a knife in him? And he just walked up and threw cigarettes at his body? It doesn't say. It just said that he went from, like, each window throwing cigarettes outside. And then he, that's all he investigated and then said, it's a murder, not a suicide. But how did he know it was not a suicide? Because, man. Because he was the one who was dead. Sixth sense. (laughs) No, he was a real living man. What would this, what would throwing cigarettes out of a window do except... You already knew the answer, and he wanted to seem, like, really erudite. Like, he... Like, I don't know. Oh, this is my method. Even though he, like, there was obviously a method that he did not... Doing that was totally erroneous. It was just some, like, braggadocious behavior. Is that is that any part of the real answer? That it didn't make... It, it was irrelevant? Maybe. Well, am I allowed to ask? Was it irrelevant? I mean, in my personal opinion, yeah, I think he was just being... He's showing off. Kind of. Like, he didn't need to do it, but, it like, he kind of did. Was it because driving to the crime scene, he found the murderer and arrested him and put, it in the back, put him in the back of his car and didn't tell anybody yet? No, they do not have the murderer Ugh. yet. Do you want to know the answer? <laughs> I, I mean, yes, but, like, I feel, am I even close? No, not really. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> give me a one, give me one single word hint. That's like kind of puts me on the right track, kind of doesn't, because I feel like me parsing this out is going to be is very fun for me. I feel very excited. Um. Okay. Well, I have a word, but it's too obvious if I were to say it. So. Or any any vague hint that is maybe like five steps before solving it, because I feel like right now I'm at twenty steps before solving it. Well, just think about why he threw cigarettes out the windows. Because he's. Has he fetishizes littering? 
<laughs> is each one of those cigarettes like a five hundred dollar fine for littering? Yeah, he's like, I'm being a bad boy. I'm above. I'm <laughs> above like, the law. I'm up to like fifteen hundred dollars now. Oh my gosh, that's a, yeah, that's a lot of money for a cigarette. But what a metaphor. I have no. I have no idea. Nothing. I, have n- I mean, not. I'm not. I know that like. And this is the one thing I honestly love about riddles is because you rack your brain with everything possible and then I feel like you hear the answer and it almost makes you mad and it's so like aha moment. Oh, he killed him. He killed it. He killed the person. No. His dog killed him. He didn't have a dog. (laughs) He wasn't a dog person. That's the bummer part of the story. Oh, see? I know he wasn't a dog person. That's why he littered his cigarettes, because he's just a bad person. He was laying on the ground in front of an abandoned building. Yeah. Oh, because he was, had a gunshot wound, and there was no gun in sight. No, there was, was no shot. gunshot wound. Oh. <laughs> because someone, um, someone wrote a note in his hand that said, Dear cop, I was shot. This is not from Larry. And Larry is the guy's name who was dead. <laughs> and there is no note. I have no clue. I have no idea. You want to know? I do. Okay. If the man had committed suicide, the window he jumped from would have been left open. But all the windows facing the dead body were closed. This means that someone closed the window after he had pushed the man out. Stupid. I know. Stupid idiot. It's, It's one of those things that... Like, then that's what I love so much about riddles is because they get your brain thinking of all these scenarios, and then it's like the most obvious thing that you could imagine. <laughs> they get my brain stinking about scenarios because I didn't do a good job. But those were just my creepy riddles this week. Well, thank you for so the creepy riddles. So hopefully you had fun because I love riddles. I actually did have fun. Even though my brain hurts a little bit, I did have very, I did have, <laughs> I had very fun. Oh, good. And I hope the listeners tried to figure out some of these riddles, too. See, but, like, being on this side, being the riddle E, yeah. not the not the Riddler, mm-hmm. but getting riddled at, I feel like, at least in my, in my personal perspective, I feel like everyone listening to this is probably like, it's this, you big dumb idiot, it's this. But I, you don't know, though, because I feel like I'm really good at riddles, too, and when I was reading them, a couple of them I feel like I did figure out, but, like, the iced tea one... I would have never guessed I would that. have never guessed the ice and the iced tea. Um, disclaimer, please do not use that to poison anyone. Now, that wasn't us who came up with it. That was online. <laughs> it's a riddle. So we're not responsible. It's just a fun, silly riddle. But please don't do that in real life and then say, don't do oh, any of those the Reeds told me to do it. Please don't. Yes. Well, thanks, Lindsay. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Okay, so we have a small housekeeping thing slash update with our... Good, good, good friends and family over at the Scavengers Network. So, buckle in, everybody. Here we go. So, being a podcast, we have what's called an RSS feed. Uh, I don't know what RSS means, but let's just take a guess. Linz, what does it mean? Um, it's an algorithm attached to your <laughs> podcast, and it helps you enable the mainframe. Yeah, good. Yeah, okay. so it's just a classic uh, mainframe enabling algorithm. Okay. Um, your, your RSS feed even though nobody on earth knows what it is, not even the people who developed an RSS feed, it's essentially where uh, your entire show, essentially, and like the, right. all, these little, all these little bits and bytes. And right now we host our bits and bytes in the form of an RSS feed at SoundCloud. SoundCloud is a great service and they provide a lot of good things for people who do things with audio or putting their mouth or an instrument up to a microphone and making noise. But 
our RSS feed is going to be changing over to the Scavengers Network website, which is the scavengersnetwork.com. Kind of like the network right now, they're doing this reformulating, reformatting, restructuring, and the website is a bit under construction at the moment, but we wanted to give you guys updates as we go along. This is, you know, similar to like a Kickstarter or something, I guess, but... Yeah, and people will still be able to listen to our podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud and Google and Google and everything oh, yeah. else. So this doesn't really change anything up for you guys. No, it's just it's just a very exciting thing now that we're moving our RSS feed to our actual podcast network hosting site, which is very exciting. Yeah, that'll be happening uh, happening within like the next week or something. But if if there are any little any little blips or interruptions in your RSS feed, just give it maybe. A few hours and it'll be corrected. We plan on doing everything within as quickly as possible, like a half hour, updating it on iTunes and Google and then on the actual um, Scavengers Network website. But if there's a small blip, that's why. But I don't believe there will be. But it's all for good reason because we're going to be joining all of our friends on the network. So if you haven't had the opportunity yet, please be sure to hop on the scavengersnetwork.com or check out uh, the Twitter feed or their Instagram, which I believe is just at Scavengers Network, and listen to some of the other great shows on the network. Shows such as Journey Under 30, The Academy Outcasts, State Your Case, and The Bad Pen Pal. They're all very fun shows, and we're very lucky to be part of such a fun little family of podcasts. So thank you everyone for your encouragement, your kind words, helping us spread the word about our silly little show that we do on our couch. And give us a shout out on Instagram or um, Twitter at spooky underscore spouses. Tell us your thoughts if you have any stories. You can also email us at spookyspousescast at gmail.com and just let us know if you have any suggestions or you want any stories for us to talk about. Just give us a shout out. Yeah, just let us know. We would love to hear from you guys. So, sorry, Molly is trying to dig a hole in the couch, So, but she does it only to put her face in because she's very sad, even though she's not she sad. She just ate dinner, so she it's that time of day that she buries her face into the couch. Doesn't it happen with everybody? You eat a little bit of dinner, you get a little, you get a little silly. But anyway, anyways, I just want to give a shout out to Eli Chambers for writing our wonderful music and for all you listeners. Yeah, if you if you like what you hear with Eli's music... Say you have a project you're working on, you need some podcast music, or perhaps you are playing a completely improvised five-hour piece of music on Renaissance Recorder, uh, ask Eli. Well, I guess if it's improvised, uh, that's... Hey, if you're doing something on Recorder, ask Eli as well. He's a wonderful dude. He'll write you some music. Yes. Okay. And thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening and helping us spread the word, everybody. Have a spooky week. Have a creepy weeky. Have an (laughs) urban legend Wednesday. Yeah, we all know what that one is, so please do it. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Bye, everyone. (laughs) 